Hey, listen, we have a great uh, uh, friend of the house, friends of our house that are coming this morning to, to minister to you. Pastors J.O. and Radine Owens are pastors of Heart of the City Church uh, in Coeur d'Alene. Great church. It's one of the churches we visited while we were on sabbatical. And uh, just we were blessed. We're always blessed. We've known them for years. Uh, just great. We've ministered together. We've hunted together. We've eaten together. Uh, we shared like a big meal last night. I mean, it was like tri-tip plus a whole chicken. And I couldn't believe that Pastor Joe ate most all of it by himself. No, just, just kidding. Would you come up and just let our people give you a warm welcome this morning? Come on, church. We get really blessed when we come here because we have a lot of fun with you guys. We were with almost half of you at the marriage retreat. Everybody's waving. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Oh, we have friends from the heart here. Yay. But we had such a good time with you um, at the marriage retreat. And there is so much life and connection going on in this church that you have something really really special. And sometimes it's nice to hear that from someone that doesn't attend here, that someone that is visiting, that can really witness what's going on. And, and even watching you this morning, honoring your pastors, there's so much honor, I mean, and a deep friendship that you guys have together. So it is such a joy to see. I've had a personal experience lately. Um, you know, the last, how many people would say the last maybe year and a half, two years have been a little bit shaking and divisive and um, but I'm always like, God, what's the good in it? Because the Bible says, you know, that God will work all things out for the good. And one of the good things that's happened to me in the last year and a half, two years, is that I have refallen deeper in love with God's house. And even as I've seen attacks come against it, it makes me want to protect it and love it more. And I just love that because I've been going to church a long time. I grew up Catholic, and then at 21, I became born again. And I'm in church a lot. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for 31 years. Um, And so I just love this renewal. And so I read this scripture in a different way with that, what God's doing, this new thing. And I wanted to read it to you this morning. It's in Psalm 84, starting in verse 10. And it says, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. And I pray that for you. I pray there would be a renewal for you of his house that, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. I pray that familiarity would go out the door and there would just be a newness in our heart for how beautiful and how safe and how life-giving is the house of God and everyone in it. And that that would extend from outside of this house into your community. It's something that will really draw people, even in this day and age, I've seen people that were so cynical about the church and so negative and disbelieving about God being drawn in in this season. And so we can really, really press into that. And I did sense something at the retreat and today that God is doing something new at House of the Lord. And don't let that become familiar either, because we hear that a lot. He is doing something new. He's doing something new in your hearts. He's doing something new in your relationship, like uh, new songs are coming to this house, a new revelation when you're reading God's Word, just a newness and a freshness over everything. I prophesy that over House of the Lord, 
for your church and for each of you individually, that God would just begin to move in this new way. You would have new encounters with him in your homes and in your workplaces. Amen? Oh, that's my beautiful wife, and I love her so much. There was a 99-year-old man that went and got a physical. Went through the physical, took all the tests, all the blood tests. Doctor pulled him in his office and says, hey, you're in amazing shape. Wow, all your tests are so great. You passed everything with flying colors. You're in great shape. I got a question for you. How are you doing with the Lord? What's your peace like with God? What's your relationship like with God? The doctor asked the 99-year-old man. Larry, the 99-year-old man, says, me and God are tight. We're tight. In the middle of the night, I go to the bathroom, and when I walk in the bathroom, the lights come on. I walk out of the bathroom, the lights go off. Go into the bathroom, lights on. Go in the ba- out of the bathroom, lights off. Really, Larry? Yeah, me and God are tight. Doctor thought about that, said, you know, I'm going to call his wife, Bonnie. Just check in on him. Bonnie, your, your husband's doing great. All tests, positive. He's in physical great shape at 99 years old. I got a question for you, though. He was talking about his relationship with God and how tight he is with God and that at night he goes to the bathroom and poof, the lights come on and he walks out of the bathroom and poof, the lights go off. Bonnie goes, really? Really? Doctor, he's peeing in the refrigerator again. I want to talk to you about knowing God today. Say that with me, know God. So pray with me even as we dive into the Word right now. The Holy Spirit is here. He's my best friend. He wants to touch your heart. He's our great comforter. He wants to take us to the next level. He's the one that leads us into all truth. So Holy Spirit, we recognize that you're here. The principal presence of God, where two or more are gathered, you are here. But there's also the manifested presence of God. As we worship you, you fill this place. And and I believe that you're here in such a powerful and profound way to touch lives, to save lives, to encourage, to challenge, and to do all that you want to do. We say we welcome you, Holy Spirit, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. What I'm talking about today about knowing God, I believe it can help you in every arena of your life. I believe it can help you with your ministry. I believe it can help you in your your parenting or your uh, being a wife or a husband business in every arena in the area of knowing God. There's two no's that I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about you knowing God and you making him know. I have a question for you today or a statement I wonder, do you know him? I'm not wondering if you come to church. I already see that you're here, and I know that you come to church. That's not what I'm wondering. I'm not even really wondering if you're born again. If you're not born again, you're going to have that opportunity today. That's not what I'm wondering about, because all of a sudden you can have parents and have kids, and the kids don't have a relationship with their parents. What I'm wondering today is if you know him. 
I'm not wondering if you speak in tongues or if you prophesy or I'm not wondering if you give tithes or you give offerings. I'm not wondering even if you move in the gifts of the Holy, Holy Spirit. I'm wondering, do you know him? Adam and Eve, they heard him walk in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and Eve knew him in the garden. Enoch, the Bible, I think is so incredible. Enoch walked with God, and the Bible says God took him. Enoch knew him in his walk. And then you have Abraham, just an amazing dude, and all that he did. The Bible says this about Abraham. He believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Abraham knew him as a friend. And then you got Moses. The Bible says, thus the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses knew him face to face. I wonder, do you know him? David, the Bible says about David, it says, I have found a man, David, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all my will. David knew him. Daniel knew him in the lion's den. But I think it's amazing, it amazes me how Daniel got in the lion's den. Daniel got in the lion's den because of his relationship and knowing God. This is what it says about about Daniel. It says in Daniel 6.10, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. The writing that was actually against him praying. He went home and in his upper room, he got, you know, back in the crack of the corner in the dark where nobody see him, and he began to seek God. Y'all know that's not what he did, right? This is what Daniel did. And in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as it was his custom since early days. What happened to Daniel because of that? He was thrown in the lion's den. Daniel knew him in the lion's den. You'll find, even as I go through these different names of people knowing God, they knew him in tight spots. They knew him in tribulations. We go from glory to glory. I can tell you what the two is from glory to glory. The two between glory to glory is trouble. It's amazing how God will use trouble. Paul told the disciples, through many tribulations shall you enter the kingdom of God. Through many tribulations shall you enter. It's amazing what trouble and tribulation will do in your life for you to really know God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew him in the fire. Noah knew him in the flood. I wonder today, do you know him? Peter knew him as he walked on the water. Paul knew him in prison. You know, Paul wrote a lot of the books of the New Testament in prison. Come on, somebody. You ever been in jail? I have. You don't need to confess that. I I wouldn't be thinking about writing the Bible in jail. When I was in jail, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to get out. John knew him on the island of Patmos. Deborah knew him. When she was a judge. 
Mary Magdalene, I love Mary Magdalene, knew him as the deliverer, casting seven demons out of Mary Magdalene. I wonder, do you, do you know him? This is what the Bible says in Daniel about knowing him. It says, but the people who know, say that with me, no. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Who's, who's that for? That's for those who know their God. Church, like never before, this is the day and the hour and the moment for you to know your God. I'm not talking about knowing a little bit of religion. I'm not talking about knowing church. I'm not talking about being like a little crit. I'm saying you need to know your God. I want to read a few scriptures today about knowing him. It says this in Matthew. If you have your Bible, this is a great scripture to uh, uh, look up. It's very, very convicting. You want to get convicted, just read this scripture. And it says this in Matthew 7, 21 through 20, uh, 23. It says Matthew uh, 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, listen to that. That scares me right there already. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, he who does the will of my Father. I like to talk a little bit about faith. I like to challenge. There's a, there's a little vein inside of me in the area of evangelism. I like to just kind of challenge and equip people in the area of evangelism because uh, I don't think I'm an evangelist. I just actually think I do what God, the Bible tells me to do simply. I really do. And so uh, when it comes to our faith, I want to talk to you what I think is the totality or what is complete faith in our lives. First of all, uh, C, I could call it A, B's, and C's, but I'm going to go C, B, A. The first area of faith in the area of C is your confession. Say that with me, confession. The conception, the conception, there it is, of your faith is your confession. Your, your confession is so vital. God took nothing and made everything through his confession, through his, his mouth, through him speaking the word of God. And you have that creation ability because you're made in his image. You're sons and daughters of God. You're not a little God, but you have this powerful thing in your mouth, a confession. We confess unto him being our Lord in Jesus Christ. That's not the completion of your faith, but is the conception of your faith. And then there's the bees. The bees is believing. Say that with me. Believe it. It's how many of you know it's so important what you believe? I don't believe the Bible is just part of God's word. I don't think that the Bible is like, I just take a little there, take a little. I think the Bible is the infallible word of God. Every word from Genesis to Revelations, I believe that. I believe in the church. I believe you should be in the church. I believe in water baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe in being born again. Come on, I believe in heaven. I believe in hell. I believe. Are you feeling me today? What you believe has a lot to do with how you're going to live your life. And it's, it's powerful. Your confession and your belief is vital. But I don't think it's the totality of our faith. There's one more that I think makes up A, B, C, totality. The A is action. Say that with me, action. Action. Being not just hearers of the word, but come on somebody doers of the word. I love the bulls like 
before, you know, when Jordan was playing and Pippen and those guys, you know what I'm saying? That's when I used to watch basketball, right? I mean, it was off the hook. And they'd get out there, they'd put their hands in the middle, and they'd go, what time is it? Game time. Whoo! Right? And so it was like, hey, man, it's all like Donkey Kong. They didn't just come out there and practice all week just to go out there and say, hey, we're the Bulls. They were on the, they were on the court playing, yo. See, God calls you and I to get on the court and play. It's way more than an hour and a half at House of the Lord. Even though I love your church, I would be, if, if I lived in this area, this is right where I would go. You should tell everybody in your hood, you need to go to the House of the Lord. Come on, somebody. This place should have like 15 gatherings over the weekend. 15. Lift up your eyes. God calls me, and I'm just teasing on that. God calls us to be doers of the word. You take your C's, confession, you take your B's, and you take your A's, and you put that all together, I believe that you have the totality of your faith. Your faith is complete. God wants to use every one of us when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was telling the first gathering I was in a casino the other day. It wasn't I was going to the casino to gamble. Um, I went to the casino just to get something to eat. I picked up a really good friend from the airport, but I had a long wait before my brother was flying in. So we were at the casino, me and my buddy, we walked through all the, all the gambling and all the, and it's people smoking the, in the casino, bro. I'm like, wow, I don't need to smoke. Just breathe. There's a pack right there, yo, seriously. And I'm not here to dog you if you smoke. I'm just saying, wow, it was smoky. (laughs) And we got to the place of where we were getting the food and we're standing in line and kind of picking out what we're going to get. And a guy walks up behind me and says, hey, I want to get, you can get anything that you want, get all that you want. I'm like, he says, just get everything. I'm like, wow, red flag started kind of popping up. And I'm like, is this guy for real? And I said, hey man, did you just win a lot of money or something? He goes, no, but I got a bunch of money. He pulls out a wad of money. And he, he was just really honestly nice. And so me and my buddy, we still got exactly what we were going to get. He got a bagel and a latte. I got a little protein, little not a protein bar, but a healthy bar and a Diet Coke. And we went and sat down. He, oh, by the way, he had, before he said, get whatever you want, he said, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a budget up to $200. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. So uh, we go sit down, we're eating. And he also bought uh, everyone else in line their food. And so he comes walking by me, and I says, hey, man. I says, you did something really good for us. Can I do something for you? He said, yeah. I says, I want to pray for you. And he looked at me, and it was like atmosphere changed. Seriously, right in the moment. He goes, he goes I'm a follower of Jesus. He goes, I struggle with gambling, and I struggle with alcohol, and I, I struggle with these other things. And he started going into pretty, it was like a confessional, like, like Wow. Just right, right in the casino, man. We probably spent 30 to 45 minutes ministering over this dude. He brings his wife over. She's like so stinking kind. And we just begin to minister to them and, and invite them to church. She said, they said they're going to come to church on Saturday night sometime. And how many of you know that Jesus wants to, to walk all up in a casino? He, listen, he wants to walk right down to schools. Right in your school, right down the hallways, right in your place of work. Come on, wherever you are, he wants to stand up inside of you and work through you. 
Friday I went fishing. I was uh, had a good time, caught some fish, caught about 11 fish, and it was, but I wasn't that excited to go. It was supposed to rain, and I'm more of a hunter than a fisherman, you know what I'm saying? That morning, uh, who, who, who I got invited to go with, he's a state legislature, and, um, and I'm like, third time going fishing with him. Super cool guy, nice guy. This guy makes a difference in our community, big time. He doesn't just do this, man. He really does it. He, he makes a difference. But that morning, I felt like the Lord spoke to me, fishers of men, fishers of men. So we're out there and I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, see, you know, when to like throw the bait and when to like set the hook, you know what I'm saying? Or slide the arrow in, you know, it's like, just, you got to wait for the moment. And so I, I asked him if he had ever heard the gospel before, and he was saying, you know, not, not, not probably like you've preached at your church, J.O., and, and I'm like, okay, waited a little while, and I said, hey, do you mind if I share the gospel with you? Like a Reader's Digest. He goes, sure. I began to talk to him about the, the gospel of Jesus Christ from Genesis to Revelations. I said, did that bother you that I told you that? He's like, no, not at all. And did he get born again right there? Did I lead him in the sinner's prayer? No, but I tell you what, he got the full deal meal when it came to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe, I remember, listen, I remember when every person preached the gospel to me. I remember when this dude dragging the, a cross through Moorhead State University preaching the gospel to me. I wanted to hit him, Right? But he preached. I remember when Roland, this black preach, street preacher, uh, all up in Hardy's, like, I just got through bouncing the bar. He looks at me. He says, what do you think about Jesus, big guy? And I'm like, I'm going to snap your neck like a chicken bone. I didn't say that. But he got my attention, right? He got my attention. And those times that people shared the gospel with me, though I was mad, though I didn't want to hear it, it did something in my heart. Come on, we can change Old Town, Newport area for, for, for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Verse 22, he wants us to do his will. Listen real close to this one. Many will say to me in that day, this is, this, you got you, you, you to gotta feel this. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many works in your name? These people are a charismatic people. They're a full gospel people. They are casting out demons. They're doing wonders in God's name. Come on. They have signs and wonders. They got it going on. They're they're doing mighty works in the name of Jesus. And look, look what he says, verse 23. And then I will declare to them, this is, this is the kicker, I never, go with me, I never, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You can say, wow, Jay, that's heavy right there, bro. It is, but it, has, it doesn't have to be anybody in this room, okay? That I never knew you, knew, the word in the Greek is gnoski. And it's, it's basically what you would think it is, but it's more. It's to know him. It's, it's to, 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 to the, the knowledge of him, perceive him, to really know someone. Even yada in the Old Testament, man, it's an intimate word to know God. But there's something new or something not new, but something different about this word in the Greek. It's also, listen to this, it's, it's a Jewish idiom 
for sexual intercourse between a man and a woman to become acquainted with to know. It's a very, very intimate, intimate knowing. I wonder, do you know him today? They cast out demons. They prophesied. They did wonders. They were charismatic. They did mighty works. But the Bible says there was no gnosky. There was no intimacy. Church, let me echo it. If there's any moment in life, in history, in mine and your lifetime, this is the season, this is the day and the hour that you and I should know him. Know him. I can't know him through Pastor Jeff. I can't know him through my wife. You can't know him through your mama. You can't know him through your parents. You can't, come on, you got to know him. Luke 134, great Christmas verse. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? She's saying, how could I ever be pregnant because I'm a virgin? That virgin there is what? Guess what? Gnoski. How, how can this be? I've never been intimate. I've never known a man. Paul writes about knowing God and the importance of him knowing God, and of course, you and I knowing God. And he writes this in uh, Philippians 3.8. He says, yes, everything else is worthless. Yo, I added the yo. Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. (laughs) For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counted it all garbage, so that I could gain Christ. Two scriptures later. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. I want to tell you an analogy that I learned from Anthony Chapman that I actually shared at our MFI gathering too that's really spoke to my, that really convicts me, that really challenges me in the area of knowing God. Not just knowing of Him, but knowing Him. If you put two doctors in a room, say a doctor and a gynecologist, all of a sudden they're in a room, a male and a female, and they know everything about the body. They got... They got a whole list of, 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 you know, there's my masters, there's my doctrines, you know, bachelor's degree, bachelor's degree is nothing, man. I've been to school 22 years after my bachelor's degree. You know, they've got degrees to back up. They know the body. They go into the room, they have books on the body. They talk about the blood. They talk about organs. They can talk about the eyes. They can talk about the uh, reproduction system. They can talk about the ears, upper GI, your toes. They can talk about everything. They go into this room and they can talk for hours about the body. But they come out and there's no baby. Why, J.O.? Because they didn't know one another. 
never knew one another. You take two Kentucky kids, 18 years old and 19 years old. They get married. They never even read a book about knowing. They never read. A, they never heard about a doctor. You put them together one night. Nine months later, in five minutes, they got a baby. Because they, because they know one another. I wonder, do you know him? Intimate with the Father. Intimacy with Jesus. Do you know him today? I used to manage a gym. And uh, I like bodybuilders, you know what I'm saying? They're a strange breed. They are a strange breed, bro. They're strange. I've been around lots of them. Good breed, but strange breed. So I, I met my wife uh, at a bodybuilding competition. I was judging and got up on the stage and saw her. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Woo, I'm going to meet her. And I did, along with her Miami Dolphin football player. But I said hi to her. And uh, later on, found out she was in the gym that I managed. And, you know, they broke up along the journey. And that allowed me to slide in and you know you know what I'm saying asked her to marry me at the gym in the in the parking lot I I'm all romantic right big flowers white box she opens up the box it says will you and I'm like yeah will you will I what will you marry me you know what I'm saying and so I've, I've been in the gym for many many years you can watch all the YouTubes you want about working out. I don't care how many i, i what are they called? Not iPads, but that the, you're listening to podcasts, podcasts. Good, thank you. I'm 56. I'm not down, you know, I'm not 46 or 36. Listen to me. Listen to me real good. If you're online, listen to me. I don't care how many podcasts you, you listen to about working out. I don't care how many you follow that are amazing bodybuilders. I don't care how many times you have signed up for a gym. I don't care how many muscle and fitness magazines you get. At some point, you got to get in the gym. At, at, listen, at some point, you got to work out. There used to be a dude that paid membership I managed this gym called Classic Gym, Eureka, California. He paid his membership every month. I remember him handing me a check, walking up to the gym, handing me a check, like $35 membership. I asked him, the owners about it. This dude right here, yeah, 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 he pays every month. Every month, probably for years, he paid for a gym membership. You know how many times I saw him work out? None. Never saw him in the gym, but to sign, but to pay for his membership. There's a moment where your life is way more than an hour and a half on Sunday morning. God has captured you. He has found you. He has called you. He wants to work through you for way more than an hour and a half on Sunday morning. Come on. It's not just about signing up membership at the church. 
God wants to use you so mightily in this day and time in our neighborhood, in this whole surrounding area, not just a couple of you, not just three or four Green Beret or Navy SEAL type Christians, right? God calls each and every one of us to be disciples. Disciples. Say that with me, disciples. That's an old school word, but that's who he called. He stayed up all night praying to pick those 12 disciples. He calls us to be disciples, wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ, so that this gospel of Jesus Christ can go all over the entire world. Are you feeling me? How that's going to happen is you knowing him. Intimacy with the Father. I got a few scriptures and I'm going to be done. John 15, 5. I am the vine. Listen, there's a word I want you to hear. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, listen to this word, bears. Say that with me, bears. 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 What does a woman do when she has a baby in her, in her little tummy? She bears. That, that baby came from Intimacy. If you're going to bear fruit, it comes directly from your intimacy with the Father. God is glorified when you bear fruit. God is magnified. Come on. He wants Old Town to grow off the chart, yo. You know why we count people? Because every person counts. He calls us all through the Bible adding adding then the church started multiplying multiplying that happens when you set yourself on fire and everybody comes and watches you burn out of your intimacy with the father this is my father's this is my father i'm sorry by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. I love that song. I found Jesus. I found Jesus. Isn't it a good song? Theologically jacked up. You didn't find Jack. He found you. But I chose you and appointed you that you should bear fruit and that your fruit may re- should remain and whatever you ask in the Father's name, it will be given to you. God's heart desire for you, for house of the Lord, is that you be fruitful, that you bear fruit, that you produce, produce, that comes from you being in an intimate relationship with the Father. I said this first and I'm going to say it again because somebody may need to hear it. I'm not talking about just nuts and flakes. It's amazing how you can look spiritual and you can get all the spiritual words down and you can look very spiritual on the weekend. But I'm like, hey, hey, yo, ho, 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 hold up. I'm allergic to nuts and flakes. Yo, 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 yo. I want to see the fruit. I want to see the fruit. Because I love those who know the Father. 
and they produce much fruit. I tell you what, it is powerful when a family in your church is producing fruit, a husband and wife. I'm not just talking about naturally. I'm talking about in their lives. Their house is their house is full of people coming to know Christ. Your business is turning upside down, just praying for people, reaching out to people. Barrett Forrest was telling me the other day about the people they get to pray for as they come in to get the motorcycle fixed. They're not just getting their motorcycle fixed, man. They're coming to get an overhaul. A rebirth. But it's, it's out of this place of knowing God. Knowing God. Would you stand to your feet? I want, I want you to do this. I want you to bow your head. Just bow your head. Just, just every person here. I just want to pray for you right where you are right now. If you're here today and you're like, Hey, J.O., you know, that, that spoke to me. I, I just... Man, I want to, I want, I'm hungry for God. I want to know him, him more. You know, I, I want to draw close to him, man. I want to, I want to be known by knowing him. There's something that's going on inside of my heart by the Holy Spirit today about knowing him. And if that's you, you're like, man, I just want to know him more. I don't care if you've been in church 30 years. But if the Holy Spirit's doing something in your heart, just raise your hand just like, hey, that's me, man. I want to know him more. Now take your heart and put it on your, take your hand and put it on your heart. Let me pray for you right there. Oh, Jesus. Oh, many hands. Thank you, Lord, for this house. Thank you for their passion to know you, for your presence to be used by you. Father, I just pray that like never before the grace would be upon every family here open heavens over them open heavens over them God that even as they draw close to you oh you draw close to them it's like we do a little bit God does a lot let that be their anthem their testimony Father, everywhere they go, they'll be like wow, this person's different not because they're nuts and flakes but because wow they are Jesus followers. Look at the love of God in their heart. I, I've never experienced anyone like them because they, because they know you. Oh, bless them, God. Bless them, God. I pray you bless every marriage, every family, every business in here, every ministry. The blessing of the Lord over them that makes one rich and adds no sorrow. In Jesus' name. Now, with your head still bowed, I got a, a, one last question. There may be someone in here that's never known God, never had a personal relationship with God, or you're a prodigal, which means that you knew him and you've walked away. And today you say, I want to know him. I want to be in right standings with the God of the universe. I'm tired of doing life on my own. I hand you the reins of my life today, God. You turn from your sin and you turn to God and you surrender your life to him today. If that's you, I want to pray for you right now. I want you to pray with me wherever you are. Say this with me right right there out of your own out, out of your own heart and your mouth say Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I turn my life over to you today. I say to you Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. I receive your grace your love and forgiveness today. I am yours. Devil, you have no, 
you have no dog in this fight any longer. I belong to Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. With your head bowed right there, if you said that to come back in a relationship with Jesus or meet him for the first time, would you just look at me and raise your hand so I can see who you were today? Just say, hey, J.O., that was me. I came back. I, I prayed that prayer. I see you, ma'am. God bless you. I see you over there. God bless you. Anyone else just say, hey, that was me. That was me. I'm getting my life right back with Christ today. Anyone else? I saw a couple of hands. In a few minutes, we're going to have prayer teams come forward. Matter of fact, if you would do that right now, that would be wonderful. But there's going to be folks over here to my left. And if you said that, you raised your hand. Is it over? Which? which? Okay. If you raise your hand saying, you know what? I'm getting right with Christ today. I see Robbie going over there. She'd love to connect with you. God bless you, ma'am. Love to connect with you. Love to pray with you. They want you to be armed and dangerous. God has a whole plan for your life.